Hey guys. Yeah, I'm just gonna be like that. Yeah. It's kind of monotone. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let's do it at the same time. Kay. One, two, three. Welcome, podcasters. Welcome to podcasters they're not podcasters we're podcasters oh welcome to hello listeners oh hello okay sorry my bad i'm, I'm the podcast okay one two three go hey listeners welcome <laughs> <laughs> dude you say hello listeners no don't say hello listeners just say hey guys or hey y'all Gosh, she literally said, hey, listen to me. <laughs> because laugh. you call them podcasters. You're and like, then, hey, and podcasters. And then I said listeners. And then I said listeners. And then I said and listeners. Then, and then, okay, whatever. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to another episode of okay. the Lift Podcast, where we explore how people live in faith today. Oh, wait. Did we just start it? Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay. Dude, you always take so long to do the intros. Dude. Okay, fine. Okay, I'll do the intro right now. Okay, wait, okay wait, go. So, ready? One, two, three. Hey guys, welcome to Lift Podcast, to the Lift Podcast, where we continue to li- explore. explore how people live in faith today. Thank you. This is um, a follow-up episode to our third, the previous, the previous episode, episode that we've uh, we just uh, published mm-hmm. about a couple weeks ago. Which I okay. Well, first, before we get into it, I was actually like very surprised at how many lis- listens, views we got, because I was not expecting. I was expecting like three listeners. You know what I mean? Yeah. It so actually, because of that, I think I like I was like I was like, damn it. What? Yeah, we are actually um Yeah, we have that the third episode actually was our biggest play, which is the reason why we're doing a follow up. Um because I think there's a lot of people who uh want further explanation. So yeah, well, at least... Uh, well, not at least too in-depth explanation, mm-hmm. but more like how you should be actually perceiving our third episode in a in a light that's positive and that's beneficial for you. Well, it, I think it's interesting also because I think the feedback that you got was very different from the feedback that I got. Um, but I was going to say, when I was when I said damn it, I meant damn it because I was like, oh, fuck, like, I feel like I shared a lot of things that like if oh. i knew that like more people would listen to it i probably wouldn't have shared some stories but it's no. okay yeah it, i mean all of it's it, all said and done yeah all of it was true yeah so it, it's all true so so um susie plans on kind of going uh further into her stories yeah okay well i wanted to say like so i feel like the feedback that you got was kind of oh yeah so i've got negative feedback yeah you got negative feedback but for like i've gotten mostly all positive feedback yeah. which is interesting yeah i've been getting negative feedback which is fine uh I, all these people i respect very much and and it's I like we asked for opinion. we asked yeah. for feedback so yeah i do i respect their feedback a lot mm-hmm. now um it wasn't the greatest feedback in my opinion speaking that i don't think we were actually discussing uh theology more than kind of reasons as to why i shouldn't have done what i did or mm. it wasn't really we didn't actually go into like okay well i i see that you believe in this mm-hmm. uh why do you believe in that and how can we change it it was more like what you did was bad because oh, yeah. uh yeah like this wasn't right mm. um you shouldn't have, you know, like take it, take the video down. Yeah, I've been told mm-hmm. to take the video down, which is, mm-hmm. uh, which I won't do for many well, reasons. Well, it's not a video, but it's a recording. Oh yeah, recording. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, which I won't do, which we won't do. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess it's interesting. Yeah, but anyways, interesting. But yeah, so the feedback that I got, I mean, we can start getting into it now. So mm. the feedback that I got were all from like women who were basically telling me like. Thank you so much for sharing what I shared because they've had very similar experiences and like um, no one really talks about it. So they were like, um, like, thank you for sharing because like I think I what I shared validated them mm-hmm. to some to a certain extent, which I'm glad for. Um, and and then what ended up happening was that they ended up telling me a bit about like their experiences dealing with like toxic church culture and like also getting like explaining to me too that that like that's the reason why they left and things like that so it was a good like door for more like fruitful conversations between me and those women so as i was talking to them i realized that 
I think I need to clarify some things because as I was thinking about it more, I was, as I was thinking about the stories that I shared and the stories that these women have shared with me, I realized that like the commonality, the common denominator was toxic masculinity. Like all these women were sharing with me stories of like how they've been hurt by like male, like Korean male church authority figures. And I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers like at anyone specific. I'm just saying like generally, um, because it was just like the common trait that like our experiences shared. And it's funny. Cause like, yeah, I was thinking when I was like, wait, like all of the kind of like hurtful experiences that I've had, it was all like from men. I'm not, and I'm not saying that like, I hate all men, obviously, like there are mm-hmm. great men out there, but um, all the stories that like these women were sharing with me too, it's like um, they were hurt by men, like men from the church who had like um, a certain level of authority. And I think like toxic masculinity in Korean culture is like very prevalent. Like, I mean, Korean culture in general is like still pretty, I mean, I think it's different in Korea now. Like Korea has like um, evolved a lot. I feel like in some ways it's even more feminist in some ways, like then america or at least in like korean american culture you know um but i feel like a lot of like koreans just based off my experience like i've experienced a lot of like traditionally korean men who are like more exhibiting traits of toxic masculinity so yeah this is uh i think that that experience is like very uh a chicago thing i don't know if it's a i think it's a very um well, I'm a guy, so I would. Yeah, you're a guy, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> I no, but I but I do, but I I don't know if people from like other regions experience that, you know. Mm, yeah, I think that. So I don't know. I think like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to like generalize, but mm. the base of of the stories that like people have shared with me, mm. it's been kind a of it's been the commonality. Mm. Um. So, but yeah, just touching ba- a little bit on toxic masculinity, like. I was thinking about it in the context of church and um, I just have a couple things I want to say about it. Um, I I don't think there's room for toxic masculinity in the church. And I think that like um, it hurts a lot of people, like not just women, it hurts men also. And like, if I could just say one thing, I I just think that like Korean men in general need to be more self-aware. I think they need to like, be like learn how to be more gentle with their words because even if your intentions are good and like your intention of saying something to someone is good and it's you say it's out of love like the way that it's executed just because your intentions are good if your execution is shitty then you're doing more harm than good because you'll end up hurting someone more Mm. um and and yeah like that is kind of i think that like coming from their background where like that's how they were raised like it's hard and like i think that um maybe that's all that they know because maybe like their fathers have raised them that way too because i'm sure that the the older generation is even more um like that's toxic masculinity is even more ingrained in them so and and so i think like they might not even be aware that they're doing it but if it's causing a lot of harm in the church like to the church body I just think that, like, in general, like, people who have those traits just need to be more aware of, like, how the words sound and come off and Mm. be more gentle and emotionally and socially aware. Mm. And, yeah, I just want to say, like, that's just, just be nice. (laughs) Yeah, I think, like, um, I mean, this is very prevalent in my experience seeing a lot of uh yeah it is a very korean man thing to do Mm. uh to kind of i mean it's it's like the it pairs with like the immigrant experience right where Mm. like they have to do this do that like becoming doctors and lawyers and like Mm. they have to reach the top and so forth um i think the way it i think the way it plays out inside the church can be pretty bad too mm-hmm. obviously and um yeah you you bring an excellent point like for those who do kind of make it they have a very uh it it, it tends that it tends to be very arrogant when they get up there and right. then 
Um, I think yeah. I said this in the previous episode where, and it's not just men either. I mean, women do this too. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's not specific so, to men, but I just based off my personal experience, yeah, yeah. I just notice it commonly because I think like it also comes from the fact that like in general, like Koreans, um, kind of like put their like firstborn son or whatever, like their sons generally like up on a pedestal, oh. and so in their families, like they're like praised yeah. a lot, like put on a pedestal, and then and then once they're given like you know a certain level of authority, like in the church or like organization or whatever. Like it goes to the head, their ego gets bigger, and yeah. then the way that they act and things, it comes out, and and which is really sad because, it's like these were these are people who are called by the Lord to like shepherd the body of Christ, but then if they're you know cut kind of causing harm to, the body, um, like the church body, like are you right. really doing your job correctly, and and also it's like, um, everyone makes mis- makes mistakes and like we're all learning, but right i just yeah just people who like it's like if you're aware that you've caused harm and like you're apologetic and like sorry and like like, genuinely sorry then like yeah of course like there's room for forgiveness but um i i just think that like i just want to mention this because i think it's something that like men aren't really aware that they're doing Mm -hmm. so i just want to like shine light on it Mm -hmm. as a frame of reference Mm -hmm. people in leadership tend to be men yeah in a lot of these churches right now that i don't know if that's a coincidence or if that's just how it i don't know but mm-hmm. it just tends to be that way i don't know why yeah but um yeah when you go to like many other churches uh that are still good you, you'll see more diversity in genders mm-hmm. uh so that's yeah. just that right that's yeah. just that first that's not, i'm not saying that like you know oh they did it because they're you know meninist or anything like that but it just has mm-hmm. to be that way which is the reason why most of them end up uh they, they do end up hurting other people but um just because with more people in power if they're all men then they're bound to like hurt yeah. people you know yeah unfortunately yeah um but yeah that's true like i think one thing that they do and i was uh, gonna say that like they because they reach success like mm-hmm. most some of them they are pretty strict in the way they think success looks like mm-hmm. um because they've gotten there so if they've gotten there they think they everyone else can do it or like this is their only path or this is one of the path and uh it tends yeah, to be pretty i don't uh, know i mean for the stories that i've heard and like on my experiences that i've heard myself and others it wasn't really like success it was just more like they were coming from a place of correction like they were coming from a place of like oh like i i think that what i think is right so i'm going to place it on you and tell you what I think, like how I think you should be living your life as opposed to just kind of like being um, like letting people come to them if they have things that they want to talk about. And like just being like um, the I just feel like a lot of them don't know how to create a safe space for people to open up and be vulnerable and like not be ashamed and not be shamed. But the experiences that like I've had and others have had were just like kind of like. Yeah, people coming from a place of like, I'm sure it's out of love. I want to think that, and I'm sure it is. But coming from a place of, um, I'm up here. I know more than you, and so I'm going to tell you what you need to do and how you need to do it instead of like asking you like what's mm. wrong. You know? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like they they mm. think they've already reached success, so they tell they tell like the young kids, oh, I I know what's right, so you should do this. Right, you kind know? of, yeah. Uh, my my mom does that to me the same way. She's like, "Oh, I've, mm. I'm such a good Christian. You know, I know I know God more than you do. So mm. like, this is how. So then that's that's very prevalent in a very uh, like a bravado, like you know. Yeah, culture. yeah. I think like pride comes into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's true. Yeah, I and I and the reason why I say this is because I I have heard some people also say like not like just in general in the past where they would say like. Like, you can't talk bad about um, people in leadership, like church leadership. Like, you shouldn't talk bad about them because, like, God placed them there for a reason. And it's like, oh, I agree. I agree with that. Like, I agree that, like, God placed them there for a reason. But I think I kind of share a different opinion on critiquing them because it's like, I think because they're in such an important position of having to, like, lead the church, Mm -hmm. we should be not like hypercritical of them, but like we should 
we shouldn't be afraid to like voice um, opinions when people are hurting and call out bad behavior, you know? Right, yeah. No, I agree with yeah. what you're saying. That's like, like the idea where it's like, like just because you're in a position of power doesn't mean you're to a fault, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could definitely make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think and most of the critiques, I mean, hopefully the critiques are good. Like, right, in terms it's of, like... Uh, obviously you can't be like, oh, he's a... Oh, like, yeah, like, F him, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah, it's like, yeah, critiquing out of love because because you love them and like because you care about them and yeah. you want them to do better. Yeah. Because, yeah, because there's actually good critiques too, you know, mm-hmm. like um, the idea of, right, like I said, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, he literally was saying that like mm-hmm. some of the church leaders, mm-hmm. right, they're all like powerful and stuff like that, but he was telling them basically like, or telling the congregation like, this isn't a popularity contest, like mm-hmm. what they're doing, you know, um, Boasting in their names, like all oh, that's bad, it's wrong. It's like yeah. not according to how God lived, how Jesus lived. Yeah. And so, uh, there is critique when it comes to doctrine. Yeah, mm-hmm. like ideology. Mm-hmm. And I and I'll get into that point, like at the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's definitely room for critique, like you said. Yeah, and it's like because I care about because these like church authorities, like male and female, it doesn't matter, but like particularly male because I've those were the people in general that like i've had issues with like yeah because you guys are so important you guys need to do a better job of being gentler with your words and just your posture when you approach like younger people and like be just being aware of power dynamics too Mm. um like just knowing that you're you're actually in a position of power like and in general like um men tend to be more intimidating so um yeah just being aware that like when you try to do your ministry I just hope that like eventually we have more women in leadership because from my experience, all the, there are parts of like the heart and the soul that only women can reach. I think like the gentleness of a woman, there's like all, a lot of like the hurt that I've had in the past, it was all healed by women. It was all healed by other women, like talking to them and them like um, validating me, like creating safe spaces for me to talk. Like, it was all like through the women that I've been able to like heal. So mm. anyways, yeah, enough of uh, enough about that. Okay. Well, the next thing that I want to talk about was um, another like toxic church thing is instilling fear mm. and coming from like a place of like fear and punishment rather than love. Um, so this applies to like doctrine. So like, for example, Christians who say, oh, like, if you don't hold on to God's word, bad things are going to happen. Or just, that's just one example. There's, like, a lot out there. But I, I don't think, what, like... Or, like, God will not be happy if you did this. God is not pleased with that. Well, uh, well, there are some things that God isn't pleased with, but mm. but also it's, like, who are you to determine that? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, no, no, there's definitely some things God is not pleased with. Like, God is not pleased with sinful uh, acts. Absolutely, yeah, no, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying but that if it's like when, a, when but you're if it's using like a it for... neutral act... Yeah, like, mm-hmm. uh, using that without, without the full knowledge, not the full knowledge, obviously, but, mm-hmm. like, without understanding what's sin and what's not, mm-hmm. then, yeah, it becomes a tool for... judgment yeah yeah Yeah, that is toxic but even then i I will i will go into that but even then but anyways Mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know so i'm not saying that like i know everything either but based off of like my experiences i don't think that's the right like way to approach ministering someone because if you're instilling fear fear is not love because love conquers fear and so if you're instilling fear then you're not instilling the love of God, which is ultimately what we're trying to learn more about and like embody. So yeah, just think about that. Have you experienced that? Like, what do you, can you give me an Um, example of like what you're referring to in terms of like, how did people instill fear? Maybe it's through the message or maybe someone said it to you. Yeah. Like, um, I think like a few things, I, I've like heard heard some things like through some messages and things like that but yeah like if you don't I mean what I said earlier like oh like if you don't do this then um 
like God's going to punish you or God's going to take away from you or yeah, just like uh, keeping it general, things like that. And, but yeah, I don't think God just, okay. So this is, this is like my personal experience. I, I, I don't know if other people have experience where like God punishes them. Like maybe they have. Um, but for me personally, I've never experienced that. And I don't think that that's the way that God works in my personal walk of faith. I don't know if this is right or wrong, but this is just what I think. Um, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think God is a God of punishment. I think like once you're saved and like God completely loves you, of course, he'll want to correct you. Of course, he'll want to like shape you more to become like him. But and sometimes that takes the form of like uh, like discipline, like harsh discipline. But I don't think I think punishment is different. I think there's like a fine line between like discipline and punishment. Mm. And I don't think that God is God of punishment. Yeah, there's definitely to his people. Right. There's definitely a difference. Mm-hmm. Like punishment is more like, you know, okay, so uh, or, or I guess you could say there's two types of justice, right? Because there's retributive justice and there's restorative justice. Mm. Oftentimes, and there's two different words for it mm-hmm. in, in Hebrew, right? And in the Bible, oftentimes the justice that they're using Right when mm-hmm. he says seek out justice, it's mm-hmm. restorative justice. Mm-hmm. Retributive justice is punishment. Right. Retributive justice is like, oh, I did this, so you have to pay the price. Mm-hmm. Restorative justice is, I'm looking to restore every part of your life. So it's it, the reason why I discipline you is because I want you to uh, become perfect, mm-hmm. become better than who you are right now. Yeah. So yeah, punishment is just stealing. Oh, go to jail, spend right. time. And so, like, this is something that we talked about in the podcast previously, but, like, fear or love. And it's, like, I don't think that God wants us to fear him. And, like, I don't think that he wants us to do things out of fear. But I think he would want us to do things out of love for him. So, for example, like, oh, my God, if I don't give tithe, then God's going to take away things from me um, because I can't, like, prioritize God. But I don't think God wants that. I don't think God works like that. I think he would rather us be so filled with love for him that we want Mm. to give you know what i mean yeah so uh, and then um, he'll work on us and discipline us and mold us until we become like that yeah yeah absolutely actually can i read this part yeah because it actually aligns with what you're saying right now Mm -hmm. um and so this is a quote from thomas goodwin i'm reading uh from gentle and lowly by dane orland but he's quoting thomas goodwin and he's basically expanding on this idea um but he says this and he's saying um Uh, I'll just read you the quote. I won't go into details. But anyways, Thomas Goodwin says, um, Christ's own joy, comfort, happiness, and glory are increased and enlarged by showing grace and mercy in pardoning, relieving, and comforting his members here on earth. Basically, what he's saying is, he delights in your sinfulness because in your sinfulness, you go to him, Mm. and thus he is more happy comforted joy he feels joy and his glory is enlarged Mm. so it is in your sin that when you go to in your weakness when that when you go to him that that his joy is being increased even more yeah so it's like it's yeah it, it aligns with what you're saying because it is because you are sinful. Not saying that you should always be sinful, no. Mm-hmm. But no, but naturally you will always do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Every single moment of your life, you will always do the wrong thing. That's the craziest part, mm-hmm. right? Is that in your humility, you go up to him saying, Lord, I know I'm sinful and I apologize every single day. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly why I love you because you forgive me even in this moment. Right. right? And, and for the future moments here on out, and so I think that's so powerful yeah. into, into what you're saying. Like, it's not fear, it's love, Yeah. right? It's like, he loves me so much. I'm a sinner and I fear it though, but it's okay because his love overcomes my fear, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the mentality, right, that mm-hmm. we should have going Yeah, because it's like literally like in the Bible, it's just like, um, for, like he loved us while we were still sinners. Right. Christ died for us. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, like obviously like God, doesn't like sin like the two just don't mix but uh like your sins don't make who you are you know what i mean right um like he still loves the sinner even though he doesn't love the sin and he doesn't he doesn't when he looks at you like, he doesn't view the sins he views like christ and like what he's done mm. 
So um, yeah, but also um, on the side note, what also makes him happy is obedience as well. Qu- right. Obedience to his yeah uh, and to his laws. So don't say that you can be a sin. You can just be a sin right, and go to yeah. him all the time. You also have to obey his law, and he's also delighted in that. So there's two right. aspects of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was briefly about like um, instilling fear mm. instead of instilling love. Right, because love is way more powerful. Yeah, because in your love, you will act in obedience, mm-hmm. and you'll right. do it because you want to, not because you're afraid of something exactly. of consequences. Right. Yeah. Um. Like. Yeah. Okay. Um. Moving on. Um. So the last thing I wanted to kind of talk about that I don't think we really talked about in the last one was, um, of like toxic church, um, things, is. Mm. Okay. Well, two more things. So this is going. This is specific to Tarakbang. Mm. Um, something that like I kind of I interpreted it this way which I don't think is like the intention but the way that like some of the messages have sounded like it will kind of like um, glorify isolation mm. and being alone mm. because like Pastor Yu says things like um, like Honda saran namayade, which is me which translates to like you need to be able to survive alone which is all true. It's like we should all be independent and like we should all have like personal relationships with God. And like I get that I get the sentiment, which is like you can't depend on other people. Like you need to only depend on God. But I think that if it's taken to an extreme, mm. um, which was kind of like my interpretation. So like it's probably like my fault that I interpreted. No, it it's wrong. not because I have that too. Mm, yeah. My brother has that too. My mom has that. My sisters has that. It's, right. it's the same. Yeah, so it's like kind of like um so I used to glorify that too and I used to be like, oh like um if I'm suffering, like I need to go to God alone and I need to like face it alone and until I'm healed, like I, I really need to like heal by myself because only God can heal me. But he God gives you community to heal and you can't fully heal until you're with God and community and like and the community that he provides because he gives mm. you community to heal. Right. And it's like if you're a part of the body of Christ, like if you're like part of the body, if you're a finger, then um, like if your finger's hurting, then your whole body like will like hurt. React. 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 Yeah. And your body, like your whole entire body will do things to make sure that that finger is healed. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. Like you can't if you heal have a, in isolation. Exactly. Yeah. If you have a cut on your finger, you will do whatever you can. Your whole body will do whatever right. you can to avoid getting that hurt. So you will refuse mm-hmm. to use maybe, like let's say your hand hurts mm-hmm. or like your whole arm hurts. You will refuse to use one arm and your whole body is now compromised. Mm-hmm. And, and your normal daily functionings of life right. now is limited to only one arm. Mm-hmm. And now it cripples you. So of course you're going to do whatever you can to take care of that one arm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I get, yeah. Yeah, and of course, like, um, like the seven remnants in the Bible, like, like for example, like, um, Joseph, like when he was in prison or something, or like all throughout his journey, like he was pretty much alone. Like, um, like I feel like Tarabong must just emphasize that, like, oh, yeah. like when Joseph was alone, or like when David was alone, like it was a, t- it was their summit time. Like it was like the time that they could really, like, really look up and, and focus on God, which is like great. Like we should all have like personal alone time with God, but I just think that like the way that it's like overly emphasize kind of glorifies it and like it shouldn't like that shouldn't be normal yeah they I idealize it yeah they make it like oh yeah. i want to experience that too yeah because, so i'm gonna isolate myself yeah, because they experienced it and as a result if if i can experience that same pain then right like then if, i can experience yeah like if that's glory. the right way to do it then i want to do it that way too yeah which is wrong which is wrong yeah. because um like after the fall like i'm reading this book called boundaries which is really good um, by Dr. Um, Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. But it talks about, like, after the fall, uh, we wanted to, like, retreat um, and, like, escape and, like, be alone. Um, mm. And that's a result of sin. And so, like, when we're kind of struggling, like, our natural, like, tendency is to want to, like, seclude ourselves and, like, deal with our own problems and, like, not... Um, be vulnerable with others and like not show other people that we're struggling, mm. but that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. If you're in the body of Christ. Yeah. 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 And, and for those who like look at the old Testament as a, as a reflection of what we should be like, uh, that's wrong. And here's why, because, uh, people see 
when especially this goes especially with Joseph's story, right? Because they see his loneliness and like, oh, that was a very special case. Mm-hmm. That is actually not the best way to go about it. It happened so that it happened for a reason, mm-hmm. but it was never meant to. It was never meant for that to happen. Like one, there was a, um, there was like a, just a story where one person asked another person, "Where are they?" Uh, where are the heroes in the Old Testament? They all seem like failures. And the retort, the guy who's being answered that question is like, there is none. Mm. We weren't supposed to mimic their lives. Right. Their, their lives were pointing to Jesus. Right. Their failures, their, it was never intended for us to mimic. It was mm. for us to see the prophetic writings of who Jesus will become. Mm. Because in every single story, you'll find a... a imagery of who jesus will be Mm -hmm. in their brokenness in their all these but yet forgiveness and yet love and yet uh and yet uh free gifts of salvation Mm -hmm. free gifts of healing and so to when and this is why i always say like title misses the point because you're you're focusing on the wrong right you're focusing on on the people because the people are messed up Mm -hmm. we know that Mm -hmm. but behind the people there is forgiveness mm-hmm. there is somehow generosity there is somehow love you're supposed to see that is what is so important god worked in those people's lives yeah exactly and focus on the work that god has done not yeah. the people not the people exactly yeah. right and and that's where we we're trying to get out with this idea of loneliness like people mm-hmm. uh yeah people definitely do can do it sometimes and uh not saying that loneliness is it's a it's a very like universal thing everyone's yeah. going to experience it yeah but it's not right. Yeah, so I, maybe like when Pastor Yu was saying it, maybe he was talking to people who like um, are, are forced to be yeah. alone. Like they like, yeah, and he was just trying to console them. Mm-hmm. But um, I, like the tone of like glorifying it, like I hope that wasn't his intention. Right. Yeah. And so, and and that this is where like this as a, as a pastor or as a church leader, the, your words are very important. Mm-hmm. Clarification. You need to say what you mean. Exactly. I mean what you I say. I mean what you say. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to say that in every episode. Like it, it has to be done because like, mm-hmm. you can absolutely mistranslation. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was um, another like thing kind of specific to Tarakbang. And I'm not saying that this is how everyone thinks, but this is just kind of, this is my experience only. Like I'm not trying to generalize, but as a general like experience that I I have had, people would tell me things like, "Oh, like you." I think I mentioned this in the previous one actually. Like, you only really need to listen to Tarapang messages, um, which I disagree with because I think that like uh, only listening to Tarapang messages for so long distorts. Dis- yeah, it distorted my view of Christianity and like my view of God and like my Christian walk of faith. And it was only until when I started to reach out to other resources that I actually like. Got a full picture. Got a full picture. Um, learned so much more and deeper um, yep. about a lot of things. And so, yeah, I just encourage everyone to like, like you need a, you need a balanced um, pool of resources of like, of like what you're reading, what you need balanced options from where you yep. consume and like learn Christian yeah. stuff. I'll, I'll get into that too. But yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah, because like kind of like the sentiment is like, oh, because Pastor you like, and he's the Paul of our time. Yeah, Paul like of our he's age. he's like, um, like he's he knows the full gospel. Like if you just listen to him, then you'll you'll just like know all of the gospel. Right. Which is, I mean, maybe it works for some people. I don't know. Like if it works for you, then great. But like for me personally, like, yeah. uh, it didn't. And I also don't like no, and I agree, and I don't like how people say Paul of this age actually do people say that i've never heard of that really yeah he's the paul of our age i mean you know it's funny because oh, <laughs> instead really? of paul I'm, instead of paul you know what i've been here I, i've been here he's a jesus of our age. <laughs> oh, no damn. i'm kidding i'm totally kidding oh, okay, <laughs> but okay. they treat him like that. they do they do treat him like yeah. a pop star he's an idol <laughs> damn, he's more famous than bts yeah he's yeah dude he is <laughs> but um yeah you know um uh, well, I mean, to have to so, but but that's where the idea comes from, right? Because like when people focus on his message only, mm-hmm. they think it's because he's the Paul of our age, right. and Paul was the one who was like basically a, a huge leader at the time, yeah, or like the sole leader at the time, and actually he wasn't. He, I mean, yes, he was a renowned leader for sure, yeah, but there were many others. There was twelve disciples, mm-hmm. and not every disciple wrote a letter, mm-hmm. but they all did great works. Right, you know? it wasn't just Paul. 
Mm-hmm. So, what do you mean by Paul of his age? You know, so it's right. like okay, yeah, yeah it's he just was like another example of like uh, focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, like prosperity gospel. Yeah, and stuff like. which it's like prosperity gospel is not the gospel, guys. Yeah, like well, who cares? Well, like, no, it's like who cares about like who the Paul is of the age? And in fact, there is none. Yeah, it's it was never meant to be just one person. Right. Right. It's like the the reason of having multiple churches is because you know. Anyways. Yeah, and that's something that even Paul says too. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. So reach like like look at other resources. Like, yeah. um, I mean, if Taliban messages are working for you, then that's great. But if you find yourself, kind I would of, question that. But okay. <laughs> but like, if you find yourself kind of feeling like, I just feel like I don't really know a lot about some things. Like, kind of like how faith lives out in your day to day. Because I feel like Pastor, you, um. Like he does a good job of like painting like the big picture and like painting like the goals that we should have as Christians. But I mean, I know you have opinions on yeah, it. Yeah, no. But like for me personally, like I would always like wonder like, okay, like what does, like how does it play out? Like how does it play out in my character? Right. You know? And you know, and that's kind of. I don't know if I was talking to you about this recently, but that's exactly what Paul was saying. Mm-hmm in his letters most of his letters right in book I of ephesians i feel like yeah like Tarakbang and pastor Yipra, like they proclaim a lot about like oh like what you have to do like not like legalistically but like you need to have summit time which is good um but like mm-hmm. you all you need to like raise the um like save the 237 nations like raise disciples like it's all like obviously good things that like you should do but um i it's like that those stuff those things come out naturally when your character changes and your character becomes more like Christ, like it naturally comes about. Why are, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, if you, when you read the letters of like Paul, apostle Paul's letters, right? His epistles, mm-hmm. you, you'll begin to understand that what he's talking about is how do you live your life now as a Christian, now that Jesus has come, mm. right? How do we live our lives as if Jesus is the true Messiah? Mm-hmm. That was his biggest conversation topic of conversation in fact the only conversation right how do we treat slaves how do we treat masters how do we treat our wives our husbands how do we treat our children mm-hmm. right how do we treat the rulers of this age and that's the the huge topic of conversation i feel like we should have, be having today mm-hmm. instead of picturing this grand scheme of world evangelization which yeah for sure that's not i'm not saying that's not important all mm-hmm. of this is important but when you make something the only topic of a conversation uh conversation then Mm -hmm. it becomes right like how are you trying to like how do you think you're gonna raise disciples if your character is questionable if you're yeah exactly because he talks about like your character too Mm -hmm. right he's like as a christian how can you be living like that he says that in 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 romans like for all you jewish people who are like abiding by strict laws and blah 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 and being unloving to others and not mm-hmm. accepting of others and and outcasting people who disagree with you how can you call yourself a christian he basically says that mm-hmm. and so um yeah it's like it, yeah basically what paul was doing he was attacking people's not attacking but like really breaking down uh standards mm-hmm. and previous understandings of how they should have lived mm-hmm. and so without that discernment which most churches i feel like are doing trying to do mm-hmm um, you begin to live a very shallow life, right? Right, a life full of uh, reaching to the top or summit yeah, time, or just like or just extended outside, prayers. Your outside life doesn't really reflect what's actually inside, and exactly. it's like also like motivation comes into it. It's like what, like what's your motivation behind yeah. doing things? Um, but yeah, and character is one of those things that like you can't try to change yourself. Mm. Like it's something that like God works in you to change your character mm. like you need to just let god do his work right. instead of trying to do god's work which is kind of what you're going to talk about yeah so those are just some of the points that i want to like talk more about because i don't think i really got into in the previous one um and I'm, I'm i'm not trying to like point specific fingers at people um you guys are all important like everyone everyone is important like people who have who like men men who have toxic masculinity like they are yeah. they will be used by god and they're important and because you're important you need to do better do better for your church and do right. better for the people that are under your care yeah which will go into some of my my follow up to mm-hmm. the previous video. yeah so you can go ahead so 
you know, uh, for those who listened to the previous episode and, you know, and for the further and for future people who will listen, this is going to be a really important part for you to understand how to take this episode. Okay. There's two different type of people that I've noticed or two different type of peoples. And in one, there's subsects, but there's two. Okay. People who agreed and people who disagreed. And it was very polarizing too. Yeah. Yes. And so there's people who disagreed, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I found that, that there's two type of people who disagreed, mm-hmm. right? There are the people who were offended. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about people who were offended. Okay. Right? Uh, my question to you is why are you offended? Mm. Right? I'm not attacking your character. Right. I'm not saying I hate you. I'm not saying, we're not saying we, we dis- dislike you as a person or that you should be dead or whatever. We're just simply asking for truth, mm-hmm. right? And if that's hurting your pride, then you must wonder, has your idea- ideology become your pride? Mm. Has your ideology become who you are? Well, who you are, if you claim a son, son of God, that's it. I'm talking about your ideology, the way you think. Not a part of you. It's not, I mean, that's a part of you, but that's not who you are. Right. That can be corrected. Your ideology can change. Mm-hmm. In the next year, my ideology changed. My, you know, and so that is ever-changing. I'm not, so don't think that it's permanent. Right. So when you think that, oh, I'm staying firm on this belief because this is a part of me, it's not a part of you. Mm. I promise you, it can leave the next day. Mm. So don't, you know, for for those people uh, who are offended, don't because Mm -hmm. your ideology will change. Mm -hmm. And if it does, it's great. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But don't let it become a part of you. People attack me all the time on my ideology. Sure. I can be wrong. Of course. I'm not Jesus. And you're not either. But we both are working it out to see the truth, right? Yeah, that's my peop- that's my word to those people who are offended. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, so to those who dismiss what I'm talking about, what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. About this doctrine, uh, wrong doctrine, or to- toxic cultures. Uh, why do you dismiss it? Right. Like, are you not trying to seek the truth as well? Right. You. Probably what you think is that you have the truth, mm. which in that say, which in that case, I would say that's arrogant of you. Mm-hmm. It's not enough, yeah. right? Um, like, do you think that you're wasting time by trying to argue? This is what Paul did his whole life: argue or debate about what is a correct posture towards Christ. Mm-hmm. That was his huge. That was literally his epistles. Right. So, are you saying he was wasting his time? Mm. Right? That's what we're doing, right? We're just trying to get to the bottom of how we're supposed to live our lives in a Christian walk of faith. How do we deal with struggles? How do we deal with prayer, correct prayer? Mm -hmm. How do we deal with some of the things that are are tossed at us? Mm -hmm. Feeling of loneliness, depression sometimes. Like, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Those are very important questions because that's the questions the world has to answer, right? Or they they want to answer, but they can't. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to get to that. But when you're talking about only summit time and like doing... Uh, two through seven world evangelism you're not looking towards the people who are hurt and asking important questions mm-hmm. and you're saying oh the, the only answer is christ okay yes it is christ but explain it yeah right? you can't yeah. just say only christ and then just walk away right because like, i i feel like they tend to like a lot of people in Tanapang tend to be like oh like it just kind of like reduce it's it's like a, a way of like dismissing them like right. oh you just need to hold on to only christ like you just right. need to hold on to only christ like okay well what does that mean and like how does it play out exactly right mm. and you know what like and they say some people you know and and um and my mom has been telling me this right mm-hmm. like oh this is a waste of time mm. you know this is you're not doing what's right but, oh like the podcast yeah mm. and why is this a waste of time right right like She's like, oh, don't waste your energy. Like, um, this, what do you mean my energy, right? It's like, mm-hmm. um, one, it's not too much out of my day. But two, uh, this is important because it's not about just me and my feelings about, right. or my thoughts about Tarapang. It's not about your feelings, but your Tarapang. It's about everyone else who's experiencing the same right. and the continuation of this, right? That's, yeah. Don't you think that's a bigger problem, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if this, if this could possibly be wrong, mm-hmm. right? And then you're, you're banking on the fact that it might not be, but there's a probable chance that it's going to hurt everyone at the, in the future. Don't you want to make sure this is right? Mm-hmm. Because you could be killing a lot of other people spiritually. Right. So, like, why is this not a topic of conversation? Finding the truth. Yeah, and it's like if, um, even if 
we are wrong, then it was still worthwhile to have explored exactly. it because yeah. then you we would arrive at the conclusion that like it was right in the end yeah. and it would just strengthen it. Exactly. So why why are you mad, bro? <laughs> exactly. So there is no reason why you should be dismissing it or getting offended, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, don't be arrogant. Like, mm-hmm. oh, don't be like, oh, I just, I heard Tadabun just has it all. Mm. Why, why do you think that? Yeah. Because if that's true, I just want you to know you've guaranteed your st- your your lack of growth. You've guaranteed it. Yeah. Like, like yeah. you've guaranteed the lack of knowledge. Yeah. Because there's a wealth of knowledge out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you're only stuck in one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say this, though. There's a centrality to the gospel. Mm-hmm. So if one part is lacking, the other part, then you don't have the gospel. Then mm-hmm. you have no picture of the gospel. So, for example, oh, if I'm if you're generous with my time, mm-hmm. right? But you're not generous with your money. You're not a generous person at all mm-hmm. because maybe you have a lot of time, mm-hmm. but you don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, yeah. right? You're not a generous person. So, it's uh, central in that cent- central in that every part of you has to change. Right. You can't pick and choose. Exactly. So, for example, if you're uh, if you find yourself in Tarapang, or if you if you're in Tarapang and you're saying, I want to reach the top. I want to reach the top. I have the gospel because I want to reach the top. But you can't even give money to people on the streets. Mm. You're not, <laughs> which is crazy. I'm not, and but that's the extent of how Jesus is saying, right? Mm-hmm. In this book, Gentle and Lowly, it talks about how Jesus, when he when he would see person on the street crippled and weak, he would weep and mourn and want to help them. Mm. That's our should be our heart. Yeah. But you know what? We we just blow by them like it's nothing. Yeah, like oh, they're not elites. I don't need to talk to them. <laughs> or not? No, I'm not even talking about like. I'm not talking about regular people. I'm talking about like crippled people, like actual crippled people, you know, on the streets, like homeless people. Yeah, no, people. I'm saying like, oh, like oh, those yeah, people yeah. are not elite. So like, I don't want, I don't need to say, or like, I don't need to associate myself with them. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. And so that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah. we're all, we all fall short. Yeah. And it's that oh, humility that we come, because I do the same, same thing too. When I mm-hmm. see a person on the street, like asking for money, I kind of like shrug, shrug away mm-hmm. because I don't want to get involved yet. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's right mm. um, because Jesus would extend his arm. But it's me understanding that the disparity between me and Jesus, that will that he will come and accept me mm-hmm. and love me and help me to grow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for those who are, you know, for those who think they have the gospel, right. Or like, you know, Tanabun claims that they have like a full picture of the gospel. Fine. For sure. But if every part of you is not the gospel, then you don't have the gospel. Then you don't have the gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And okay. Well, to, to clarify this though, even if you don't, like your entire life is not like perfectly aligned with the gospel, God continues to work in you so that it becomes that way. So you're like, what you're saying is like, you're not saying that like, oh, just because like a Christian can't, is kind of lacking in one area. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like so, that doesn't mean you're not saying that they don't have the gospel, yeah, yeah, but no. like, but yeah. If you are, if there's a seek, if, if you're, if there's a desire for change and there is a progression of change, mm-hmm. then sure. Yeah. As and long as you know, it's like, that's important, yeah. right? And also, but the, even some of the things that like you don't know, like God will reveal it to oh, you. Oh, for sure. So that yeah. you do know. Yeah. 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 And that's the importance of a community, mm-hmm. right? That's important of a good community. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's true. Yeah. And so um, the next point for those who agree with us. Uh, and and I and I, I wanted to put this here because I think a lot of I just I just hope that some people who do agree with us is not coming again attacking their character, mm-hmm. uh, going at this with hatred, going at this with um, you know, fire with re- revenge. Uh, you still have to be careful mm-hmm. because even for us who who essentially is kind of trying to dismantle some of these beliefs mm-hmm. we are also trying as well yeah right we're trying to do this hum- with humility we're trying to uh, st- study and understand and really uh, receive grace from the lord to see if this is the right thing to do mm-hmm. we're always doing that mm-hmm. uh so for those who agree do that as well yeah right come at it from humility yeah. not wanting humility. to attack yeah, yeah. Not, not wanting to attack mm-hmm. with the sake with the sake of correction sure right but as jesus is as god is he's slow to anger that is one of the descriptions that he that that's uh out of i think there's a verse in deuteronomy where explain uh, where it describes who he is mm-hmm. amongst maybe two or three things one of it he's slow to anger mm-hmm. and so just like you slow to anger mm-hmm. and this is crazy because this episode and the previous episode has been long 
overdue yeah in my opinion yeah we've waited for several years yeah. to even talk about this publicly <laughs> yeah so uh not saying that we're godly uh but i think we've made a good decision in being patient mm. uh because through experience we've understood that we're not coming at this with revenge mm-hmm. we're coming at this with actually seeking justice and, and, and the yeah. betterment of the future generation right yeah but i do on that note i do have to say though that like so i i didn't listen to the previous i only listened to it one once when i was editing but um so maybe it's more like i'm over exaggerating it it in my head but like i want to apologize if like i said anything that like um if i was attacking anyone's like character Mm. um and i i do think that like a lot of the things that i was saying it came out like a little harshly because i was saying a lot of things out of anger and frustration because it's just been years of like bottled up like mm-hmm. emotions inside of me and um maybe it was like wrong of me to like air all of that out on the podcast like publicly mm-hmm. um especially because like um i mean i think a lot of people like from my old church like will know who i'm talking about you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like i do want to apologize like i want to apologize like if i said anything that hurt someone mm-hmm. um and if i said anything out of like um out of wanting to get revenge that wasn't my intention but like mm-hmm. if it came it came some things just came out of anger yeah and so like i apologize for like how i said some some things but i don't apologize for what i said because what i said is all true yeah and when i said those things like a lot of people reach out to me saying that like uh they, they felt validated yeah, and they agreed. they agreed so and yeah for sure so and you know to piggyback on that um so for those who were offended please say something mm-hmm. like we are not we're n- if you are offended don't come just trying to attack right tell us <laughs> like just be as we were vulnerable yeah as we were vulnerable just be vulnerable yeah with us because we're willing to be like oh i'm sorry yeah i'm willing to be like oh my bad yeah like we're willing to say i'm sorry mm-hmm. you know like we apologize for saying this because maybe maybe we've misinterpreted what you're trying to say so if you are so in that case please explain to us right Mm -hmm. because you if you if you believe what you're saying is right for sure say it Mm -hmm. because why wouldn't we want to know the truth right why wouldn't we want to know your opinion but like i said there are so many people who are dismissive yeah who don't who are like oh i just know (laughs) yeah you really don't and so this is where it goes to the point where i'm saying it's not enough, like, you know, people who are, like, only just listen to Tarapang messages. But it's not enough just for you to sit down and read the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. Yeah. Because we are not equipped to understand the Bible. Mm. Now, now, sure, sure, there are times when you will gain wisdom mm-hmm. through reading the Bible. There are some things clear and cut, okay? Yeah. But mostly, generally, uh, there are things that you just don't understand. Mm -hmm. There are nuances in the Bible that you must absolutely need help with. Yeah. Culturally, linguistically, Mm -hmm. right? There's very subtle things that you must must know before you start even reading. Right. Right? So, for example, like, if you read, a clear example is in Ecclesiastes where he says life is meaningless, right? If you don't understand that life, that the word meaningless doesn't actually mean meaningless, mm. you will take that verse completely wrong, mm-hmm. right? But when you understand the, the word meaningless is actually, he's saying it's like smoke or like it's, it's like fleeting. It's fleeting. Yeah, momentary. Then, yeah, it, it's, you know, and there, I, I think I went in that in the second podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But on the second episode. But if you don't understand things like that, yeah, it's going to completely affect your life. Right. And likewise, like looking at Abraham's story or looking at Joseph's story, when you see them, or, or even in Esther's story, right, mm-hmm. where it's not really about Esther. Yeah. It's like, it was the things that she's, like, uh, one one known fact is that God is not even mentioned in Esther. Mm-hmm. They were not men of faith. They were compromised people. Mm-hmm. They were people who were not faithful to the Torah. Torah. Mm-hmm. They were not people who, who obey the commandments. Mm-hmm. They were sinful people. Yeah, and they never even mentioned God once in the book. So, like subtle things like that, like you have to know. So, mm-hmm. it's not enough for you to just read the Bible by yourself. Yeah, you need, you need a community. community. You need mm-hmm. a community. 
uh, you need other people t- teaching you too, mm-hmm. like many different people. And yeah, you just need to broaden your perspective. Yeah, don't don't be so things, like tarapang, you know? Yeah, and some things you, you'll know only by li- actually living life and experiencing yeah. God, experiencing God as you live out your life um, right. as a person of God. For sure, yeah. And, th- and this is the only thing I will address, I think, before I we you know close off mm-hmm. here because i think this is important for many people and this is something that i realized myself don't try to be jesus right we um and that's like that's like weird right it's it like, sounds weird but you're gonna explain yeah it sounds weird because it's like aren't we you know are having you been saying like we're yeah, supposed we to, to like, try to be like be jesus. Be yeah. jesus absolutely yes that's true but here's what i'm saying the quickest way there's a i forget where the phrase comes from i swear it's like c.s lewis Sounds like C.S. Lewis. Sounds like C.S. Lewis. The quickest way to becoming like the devil is trying to be like Jesus. Jesus. Mm -hmm. The quickest way to becoming like Jesus is not to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's understanding the despair, the discrepancy between you two. Yeah. How the 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 dichotomy, right? Like that huge division. The huge gap. Yeah. Yeah. Between you and Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's what allows you to becoming like Him. In this gentle and lowly book, it literally talks about like. Uh, understanding your sinful state when you beg when you're like coming to him for forgiveness Mm -hmm. that's when he glorifies you right in your sinfulness in your asking of forgiveness that's when he glorifies you Mm -hmm. where he loves you not when you puff out your chest Mm -hmm. and say i can be like jesus yeah like i know Um, more like i know better than you like i know everything exactly and so why am i saying this because i think well actually probably that uh us trying to take upon his mission as world evangelist, like trying to be 237 world evangelism, mm. is trying to be just like Jesus, mm. to, to the T. Like, we're trying to be like him. Mm. Now, I understand, and we and this goes into, like, another dense topic of, like, oh, but what if, you know, he said, feed my lambs. We can, you know, we can get into that. But regardless, stop becoming, trying to become like Jesus, mm. right? Um, another thing is that, like, we glorify pain like Mm. because jesus went through pain so i should feel pain Mm. no like oh i must be super generous i have to give all my time i have to give all this away for example in the boundaries book they talk about that Mm -hmm. you have to set boundaries right because we're we're not jesus yeah we're men we're human beings with limits Mm -hmm. and so when we take upon this mantle to becoming like jesus what ends up happening is we become unlike him in the way we come, become arrogant. Right. Because we think we can do it. Because we think we have done it. Mm-hmm. And so when you understand, when you let him take his rightful seat in your life, mm-hmm. that he's going to do world evangelism, right? Because it's like, okay, who's doing world evangelism? Jesus or you, mm-hmm. right? And then they say, oh, it's Jesus, of course, but it's through you. My point is like, let him take the rightful throne of your in your life. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, like, it's like, it's like be... As you enjoy Jesus, be a witness of how Jesus works in your life right. instead of trying to do the work of Jesus. Right, exactly. Just you know. be receptive to the redemptive power of Jesus. Exactly, there we go. And not try to, to be the Savior. Yeah. Because then at, at that point, like, you're putting yourself above Jesus. Yeah, And exactly. you're saying, I, I know better. Um, I can do it. Yeah. Like... Yeah, and that and that ties in with the idea of like elitism or trying to be the top and trying right. to be like a, an elite. What you're trying to be is to be Jesus, right? Like, in in obviously in different and and kind of toxic ways, but yeah, essentially what you're trying to be is like Jesus. Yeah, right? and then and then that's when like judgment comes in. Like, yeah, that's you, when you judgment feel comes like in. you have the right to judge other people. Yeah, that's when tell them what to do, tell them how to live their life. Exactly. Judge like, them, judge their spirituality. Exactly. And that causes more pain and harm and like that that causes people to leave the church. Yeah, exactly. But when you understand you're not like Jesus and you come with like a humble heart, then you take everything with gentleness and care and mm-hmm. understanding, compassion and patience. Yeah. You know, and so um yeah, it's just so important that people understand that like understanding you're not jesus that you're sinful and that you're kind of damned it's a beautiful feeling because you humble yourself and you say jesus like this is why i need you like Mm -hmm. just evermore like forever Mm -hmm. in my life and so when you see it like that you don't go to the next person and say what are you doing yeah you look at the person say i get it Mm. i get you 
I yeah. get why you're struggling. I get why, um, why you live your life like this. Because mm-hmm. I live exactly the same way mm-hmm. in fear. And it might look like a different fear. It might end up in different consequences or whatever. But I still live in the same fear mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. But there's an answer. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so which leads me to the last uh, quote I actually kind of want to say. And this is the mission that I think we all need in our lives. Not, yeah, this is the mission we need in our lives. Not world evangelism, mm. right? Not reaching to the top. Mm-hmm. Not prayer. Well, obviously, I'm not saying all these are like bad. I'm not saying these are all fine. They're good, mm-hmm. but they're not the sole the purpose. The ultimate, yeah. This, however, I believe is the ultimate. Mm-hmm. He says this, <clears throat> but at the center our job is to show our kids that even our best love is a shadow of a greater love, to put a sharper edge on it, to make the tender hearts of Christ irresistible and unforgettable. Our goal is that our kids would leave the house at 18 and be unable to live the rest of their lives, believing that their sins and suffering will repel Christ. Mm, oh, that's powerful. So that is our mis- mission, right? Yeah. That we live our lives showing that our love is mere a shadow mm-hmm. of a greater. Yeah. How do we do that? We have to know who Jesus is, mm-hmm. what he's done, his power, his love for us. And as a result, taking that to the world, mm-hmm. taking that to our church, our relationships. Our f- and so it's fascinating to me that we can talk here about saving elites mm. or world evangelism mm-hmm. when I haven't even, when people haven't even begun to understand how to express the love of Christ to others. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Mm. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I just want to say like one last thing um, before we close, but like, um, I, like by us sharing what we shared, especially like in the previous one, cause we've shared a lot of personal stories. Like I, like we don't mean to like, um, diminish other people's experiences, like just because we've had different experiences. I really think that like, if I had the experiences that, um, people who disagree with me have had, then I would, I would also share their outlook and I would also disagree with what I had said. Um, and at the same time, I think that like if people, whoever disagreed had the experiences that we've had, I'm pretty sure that you guys would agree with us. And I'm pretty sure you guys would share what we think too. So at the end of the day, it's like, it all comes down to differences and experiences and we want to be inclusive. um, And, and we don't want to be hypocritical. Um, We don't want to be like, Oh, like they're not loving, but, but like, we're not loving, like we're not saying that things out of love so it's like um we're tr- we're trying to um yeah for sure Again, and like- everyone's experiences is is valid but at the end of the day it's like what unites us is our pursuit of trying to understand and experience and live out the love of god mm. so that's it folks yeah so Thank you for listening again, Yeah, guys. thank you so much for listening. And, uh, um, we love you all. Yeah, we this really is a shorter do. episode. What <laughs> a dense one. That's you say, you say it was shorter, because, but it, was, it wasn't a full hour. But it feels shorter because yeah. <laughs> our previous ones were um, two Super hours. Long. But yeah, I, um, yeah think, so I think we're going to take a break from this topic because we just yeah. want to kind of get it out of the way. Um, I feel like I'm excited to like actually start talk, talking about topics that we started this podcast for. So things like... Um, just like random topics that we want to talk about and actually like exploring how other people live in faith today. Yeah. Because these previous ones were just kind of like ones that we want to just get it out of the way. Yeah. And before I think we dive in. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're done talking about this. Basically. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be going into deeper, I mean, not deeper topics, actually more, more, more whimsical topics. And yeah, like um, some of them will be more entertaining. Yeah. Like I know that the previous ones were like very heavy, but like yeah. all of the, the rest of our podcasts are not going to be like that. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> so and I mean, it was, guys, yeah. please so it, don't leave us. <laughs> yeah. The first, you know, the first few is like, 
who we are essentially mm-hmm. as people. Yeah. Right. What what we've experienced, how we're going to continue to live our lives mm-hmm. to get to know us. This is us. Yeah. Right? This is all of our baggage. Yeah, this and our is background. the product. Yeah. This is the product of everything we've experienced. Yeah. Life, this right? is where we're coming from. So from here on out, we are going to be pursuing our mission, right? As people uh, exploring how people are living in faith today, yeah. having get a lot of guest stars. Uh, in our shows and seeing what their life is like mm-hmm. non-believers believers alike doesn't yeah. matter yeah um so yeah it's for those who are going to continue to listen thank you uh, thank I'm you so much so excited um we're excited to like grow as individuals and grow together like exactly. i hope that we have like a little community um but yeah i'm like very very excited so. yeah all righty all righty thanks for listening time. that's all folks that's all folks Bye. Love you.